Good day, everyone, and welcome to Wealth Radio, growing wealth made easy. My name is Jolo Season, a wealth manager here at DPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation. And here's another episode of Wealth Watchers, where we do a lightning round of five relevant questions to help you better understand how the month's market movements impact your investments. Today, we are joined again by Daz Mercado, an investment analyst here at PPI EFTC, to discuss the main highlights for the month of June. Hi, Daz. Hi, Jolo. Thanks for having me today. All right. So let's get away with it already. I'll just start by firing away our questions. So for the first question, Daz, what's the biggest development that happened this month? Globally, the biggest development is the spike in the U.S. inflation to 5% in May, which led to the developing or changing narrative of the Central Bank of the U.S. or the U.S. Federal Reserve's monetary policy outlook. Mm, okay, just quickly, Daz, no? can you share some context on inflation and U.S. Fed's monetary policy and even the relationship between the two? Sure. Let me start by saying that monetary policy is the tools that central banks globally use to manage the economy. Last year, the pandemic started, which caused economic recession in many countries. And because of of the lockdowns, people weren't traveling, Mm -hmm. students were not in school, and restaurants were closed. And until now, uh, these are just partially open. So this condition really damaged the economy. So to help support the economy, central banks globally tried to bring down interest rates. So lower interest rates can help improve the economy in many ways. So one, businesses and individuals who would like to borrow money to purchase a new car or a house will be encouraged to do so because of lower loan rates. And at the same time, saving deposit rates became lower, discouraging people to save money Hence, encouraging people to spend. Mm-hmm. All right, that's uh, just to repeat what you mentioned. Last year, the economy was bad. Okay, central banks lowered interest rates to encourage people to spend and ultimately stimulate the economy. Am I right? Yes, Joel, that's accurate. On the other hand, uh, when a country faces elevated inflation levels, its central bank may increase interest rates to control inflation. So when interest rates are higher, people are discouraged to spend because of higher loan rates and encouraged to save because of higher deposit rates. So lower spending helps reduce inflation that is caused by demand. So now we will connect all these points. So currently, the U.S. economy has not yet fully recovered and does require support from the central bank through lower interest rates. However, inflation spiked to 5% in May which under normal circumstances would warrant central banks to control inflation by increasing interest rates. Mm, Okay, that's all right. But I I did read in the news uh, that the U.S. Fed will keep interest rates low at the moment. Um, As you mentioned, the economy has not yet fully recovered, Uh, so they want to keep interest rates low. But maybe at the same time inflation is high so they should raise interest rates how are how are they able to reconcile this conflict the short answer to that question is that the us fed thinks that the recent spike in inflation is just temporary which would not require them to increase interest rates immediately so the us the us fed has been clear that they view the elevated inflation levels as temporary owing to low base effects from last year 
So inflation is reported monthly and last year inflation actually bottomed in May 2020 at 0.1%, which means that the inflation in May 2021 is bumped up by low base effects, in particular prices related to used cars, hotels, and airfare contributed a big part to inflation because these were at their worst price levels last year due to the initial lockdowns caused by the pandemic. So it's also important to highlight that currently there are imbalances and surge in demand from the easing quarantine restrictions in the U.S. So people who were able to accumulate savings because they can't spend their money due to lockdowns are now willing to spend their savings. At the same time, supplies can't keep up with the demand because they don't have enough inventory on hand as factories were operating at lower capacities during the lockdowns. So these are reasons on why the inflation spike relate to the lockdowns last year and the reopening of the economy this year. So there's really a strong case that inflation may be temporary. Under this scenario, the U.S. Fed may still keep interest rates low. Mm, Okay, I see that. I see what you're getting into. Uh, But what are the developing or changing narratives on the U.S. Fed's monetary policy outlook? Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago, the U.S. Fed had its monetary policy meeting. So the highlights are, first, the Fed further raised their economic growth or GDP growth forecast from 6.5% to 7% in 2021. This is extraordinary. Imagine the biggest economy growing faster than an emerging market country like the Philippines. And at this growth rate, the U.S. is expected to exceed its 2019 GDP by this year. Moreover, the Fed expects a 3.3% GDP growth in 2022, which is still a commendable growth rate. So along with this fast rebound in the economy, unemployment rate is expected to be below 4% next year, close to pre-COVID levels. And the second highlight is that the Fed raised its core PCE inflation forecast from 2.2% to 3% in 2021. So core PCE is one way to measure prices or inflation, which eliminates the impact of volatile items such as food and energy. Moreover, inflation is expected to remain above 2% in the medium term. So here I have mentioned a lot of information, but what you have to remember is that the U.S. Fed raised its economic growth and inflation forecasts. As quarantine restrictions are eased, as the U.S. returns to normal, the monetary policy support from the central bank may not be necessary. Consequently, the U.S. Fed signaled that they are forecasting the first policy rate hike in the cycle to happen in 2023, earlier than initial expectations of 2024. Mm -hmm. They they also had their initial discussions about when to pull back its $120 billion in monthly bond purchases. So these two policies are related uh, to managing interest rates. So these developments point to the central bank raising interest rates in the market sooner rather than later. Okay, Daz. So given all of these developments that you've mentioned, uh, what's the impact of these to the market? So the, the immediate impact that we saw was the overall strengthening of the US dollar and the weakening of the peso. So the USD peso exchange rate moved from below 48 to around 48.5 as of last week. So what happened here is that given the strong economic recovery in the US and the high inflation forecast, there are less reasons to keep interest rates low. 
So the U.S. Fed is expected to withdraw monetary stimulus or raise policy rates earlier than other central banks. Well, well, not necessarily this year, but the U.S. has the capacity and incentive to do that, while most other countries can't because we still have to maintain low rates to help support our economy. So this will attract money flows into the U.S. as rates become more attractive, which strengthens the U.S. dollar. So this is one of the immediate impact of the changes in the U.S. Fed's monetary policy outlook and the sharp increase in the USD peso exchange rate was due to markets or traders adjusting their positions after these developments. Aside from currencies, these developments have a direct impact to bond yields. The net impact is higher yields, but the effect in different tenors is not the same. And recall that when bond yields move up, prices of our fixed income investments go down. In the short term, there may be negative price changes, but in the long term, our fixed income investments would benefit from higher interest rates. So this is a developing story that we are closely watching because this has impact not just in bond yields, but also in equity markets. If there will be a sudden change in monetary policy compared to the ideal situation of gradual withdrawal of monetary policy support, this will result to heightened volatility in all markets. So the U.S. Fed policymakers are aware aware of this, and they are trying their best to communicate the policy outlook to avoid any surprises in changes in policies. Mm, all right. So that's I guess for our final question for today. After all that you have mentioned with regard to the market, um, what's your advice to all of our listeners? Sure, Jolo. So due to these developments, investors should expect some volatility as markets adjust their positions. Equity and fixed income markets may correct, but everyone should continue to invest based on fundamentals and long-term objectives. As I always say, we should stick to the investment principles of diversification, investing over time or regularly, and having a long-term view. We saw rapid changes in the market environment in the past months, and likely we will see more moving forward. So volatility is part of the investment markets. So investors should focus more on sticking to the investment principles taking advantage of market dips to achieve our long-term financial objectives. All right, and there you have it. Five questions answered. Thanks again, Das, for your take on the market. Thanks, Jolo. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I do hope our listeners were able to gain valuable information from this recap. If you have any further questions or you want to know more about any of our funds, send us an email at bpi underscore asset underscore management at bpi.com.ph. Again, this is Jolo Season, and please follow us again next month for our market recap in Wealth Watchers. Thank you for tuning in to Wealth Radio, Growing Wealth, Made Easy. BPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation is regulated by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas.